Now breathe in and out. One, two, three, breathe, breathe, breathe. and welcome to another episode of Stoned and Social. I am your host, Natalie, and if you're just joining us, this is the podcast where we get stoned and then we get social. This week, we are talking about children and cannabis because let's be honest, it's 2021 and more than 40 states have laws that have legalized marijuana in some form or another, including several states have made possession and recreational for legal use. Also, Canada legalized marijuana in 2018, and there's a lot of movements that are underway for the UK, Australia, New Zealand, and a lot of other nations. I'm not a parent, but I know that many parents have wondered, what does this mean for their children's future, and how should they broach this very sensitive topic with their kids? I didn't know anyone better to ask than my favorite can of moms. I've got Michelle and Diamond with me. What's up, guys? How you doing? Hi. Hey, what's up? Happy to be here again. (laughs) Yes, I'm always happy to have you guys. I love being here. Yes, thank you for having me here. What are you guys? What are you guys smoking or using today? I've got my amazing um, Her Highness CBD. Uh, It's called Queen's Elixir, and there's just like I I'm in love with this thing because it's gold. I like beautiful. I was just gonna say that is gorgeous. I wish you could see it. it. But like, yeah, it's it's this is a beautiful pen. We'll we'll make sure to show you guys pictures of this. How do you like the the Delta Eight? I've been wanting to try it. They don't they don't ship to Arizona though. Oh wow, it's it's okay. It might have changed recently, but I don't know. I haven't checked it. Yeah, I use it, but I try not. I try to use it sparingly because, from everything I understand, um, it builds your tolerance to THC nine quicker, Mm -hmm. and so I I like to just use it occasionally. Yeah. What about you? What do you have today? I'm smoking a joint of Gary Payton. Ooh. (laughs) I don't know what that is or who it is, but he tastes pretty good. Like thank you, Mr. Like Payton. A gift yeah. from a friend. He's a basketball player. Yeah, I, I, know is that. A basketball player? <laughs> I figured he, he was is. some type of a sports player. Some type of player. Yeah. Yeah. Or actor yeah. or something. He played for like the Sonics. I don't know. I'll I'm never understand player. why they name weed after like certain people. People like that. Like yeah. I get some some of the people, but maybe th- uh maybe they put in on or paid for, oh, like, yeah. to own rights. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know how, like, there's weed from a yeah. um, couple, uh, couple of guys. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know their names, but I smoked a couple. Uh, Wiz Khalifa has a strain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then. It's about to get very branded up in here with, yeah. with weed legalization. I'll go crazy <laughs> trying to remember. Yeah, everybody wants a, wants a brand. <laughs> wants a piece of that pie. What about you, Michelle? What do you have today? I'm smoking my good old Tahoe. I'm trying to get through a couple pounds of it. So I'm, I've been smoking <laughs> it for a long time. That's okay. I, help you with I, it. I know. She's like, I'm trying to get through it. Well, I'm just help. trying to finish it off. <laughs> I've been Ooh, dabbing no problems. So. But this is this is a nice blunt. I got new make- wraps from uh, 
true hemp and I am in love. I love them. Nice, They're great. Nice. And shout out to Canna Fairy Bag because yes. I know you got some wraps mm-hmm. from Canna Fairy Bag yeah, as well, which nice. we love. We love we love Canna Fairy Bag yes, so much. Do. If you guys don't follow them, please do it. That's my shameless plug. Now, guys, <laughs> watching this illegal because I'm I hate using the word illegal. Like I hate using this word, yeah. but they've made it so that federally cannabis isn't legal so technically it's still illegal so watching this illegal substance become legal with all these loopholes and available for sale in a lot of unusual occurrences i think no generation since the days of prohibition can really recall this kind of transition from illegal to legal so i know there's some fears and concerns surrounding the legalization of marijuana and most issues you know, are going to affect parents and you guys are forced to face this topic regardless of how you feel about it. There are people who don't, cannabis isn't on their radar, radar, but it's on there for their kids. And so um, tell us who, what kind of parent you are, who you're a parent to, how many kids you have. And um, I just want to get the baseline started for your parenthood here. Go ahead, Karen. Oh, I have a um, 25-year-old, well, 26. He's 26. Oh, my gosh. I'm so old. He's 26. Um, (laughs) He's my favorite smoking partner. Um, I also have two stepkids. My stepdaughter is 23, 24. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. And then my stepson is 17. And... But they, I'm an empty nester. They don't live with us anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just me. <laughs> and phone calls. I understand. <laughs> I, Lots of sadly, I can't wait. <laughs> oh God, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. It's gonna I feel like it's gonna be a while. Though. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll be okay with it. Cooking in your in your chonies is the best. Oh yeah, I already do that. No, I'm just oh kidding. well. See, I I I have a stepson, so I I don't I don't go there. But like you know, oh yeah. yeah. Now that he's gone, cooking in my chonies is my new favorite. I feel it. <laughs> What about you, Diamond? Um, tell us about your children. Uh, so I have my oldest son. He's 18. And then my daughter, she's 16. They're old, I know. But you guys know I had I started very young. I was 15 mm-hmm. when I got pregnant for the first time. Um, and then I have a stepson. He's 15. Did I say that already? No. I'm writing them down. Like that. No. <laughs> I lose track <laughs> of the ages and the numbers and all of it. Names. <laughs> What's your name again? <laughs> I remember their name. Um, and then my youngest son, he just turned 12. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. And I'm kind of surrogate mom to a 10-year-old as well. So um, I'm not like, I'm not on stepmom, auntie terms or anything. So I'm just, I, I'm a friend to um, a 10-year-old who is a part of our family group. And that is the I have a feeling that <laughs> that this talk is going to come mm-hmm. up very, very soon. Now, as, like I said, it's illegal federally, but in places like Canada, it's legal to use, depending on your province, um, in a lot of places, it's based on age. I've heard that parents are trying to find their own way of how to talk to their children about it do your children know i mean i know they're older now so your kids know that cannabis is legal and they know about its legal status 
Yeah. Was there Diamond? You have a you have a younger teenager. Does your child recognize that this this is legal? And have they had questions about it? Oh yeah, they. I mean, because um, my fiance he does not consume cannabis. Occasionally, he'll take a puff with me here and there, but he's more of a alcohol drinker. Um, so. I mean, it's gotten to the point where they're arguing for me. Like, mom has her card. She needs it. You know, because he'll, he'll guilt trip me every now and then. You know, I think I've mentioned it before. Like, I not only have to fight stigma out in the outer world, but also at home with him. Yes. Because he still has a certain view of it. And uh, so they're constantly just standing up for me because they understand oh. why I do it. Yeah. They've I've been open them with. I've been open about it with them since the very beginning. You know, they are for it for the most part for mom because they know that it helps her. They've they've seen me, you know, in my worst drunken moments and also mm-hmm. coming down from medications. And um, with cannabis, they just know that it doesn't do those things to me. And and I can yeah. function like they trip out that I never act like I'm high. Yeah, and I'm like I don't really yes. get I don't really get like stoned. I just I I medicate and to elevate, you know, just it yeah. just heightens my senses. If anything, I'm not um, sitting there baked on the couch. Sometimes I'll get stoned and watch TV, but it's I don't know the perception of weed and what you're doing when you're smoking. It's just there's such a harsh stigma on it, and they just think people do it for there, I don't know. I mean, some people is. do abuse it, obviously, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. let me figure I out how to change these. That's the general consensus as well. And I think I'm going to be such a nerd, like, informer when this child who I have an influence on in their life comes to talk to me about weed. Because I feel like for me growing up, I didn't receive a lot of information about cannabis and weed. My parents Mm -hmm. were daily users or, like, weekly users at least, but I never knew what it was. And... (laughs) They didn't tell me until I approached them when I was almost 18 and, you know, moving out. Um, But we knew there was a funny smell, a funny, (laughs) there were funny cigarettes, and we didn't understand why. And I think they were very quick to tell uh, my sibling and I about the trouble with alcohol and that it was mind-altering and that don't drink and drive, don't do this, and all these negative consequences. But they didn't tell us, they didn't tell us anything about cannabis. Even though they were using it, they didn't tell us at all. Yeah, I wonder why. I think I think probably because at that time it was illegal. So yeah. it, mm-hmm. you know, just to avoid you going to school and school. seeing, because mm-hmm. kids are innocent, they don't understand that they have to hide things. I mean, yeah. to a certain point in their lives, but you know, I'm, they don't they don't know, especially if you're normalizing it at home. Yeah, like, and sometimes even not even when you know. it is normal at home, they they have this. You know, they feel some type of way because it is illegal. So, mm-hmm. you know, they they don't realize that it's also a beneficial medication, you know, rather than just a, you know, something to get high on it. You know, mm-hmm. it has so many benefits, but, you know, kids don't they're not able to, to you know, think that way unless we tell them that. Yeah. So. I wish my parents would have just known, like like snitches get stitches i was never gonna narc (laughs) on them about it i was never i knew it was something but i was never 
going to to narc on them or anything. So I've got some questions here that I feel like some kids and maybe, you know, some kids have, but um, how do you explain to your child that this is a big opinion. So like if I piss anyone off, like don't write me, I don't care. How do you explain to children that alcohol is bad for them and it Ooh, doesn't I matter what age you are. I can I'm sorry, that. alcohol is going to be bad for you if you're 18 or if you're 80, mm-hmm. but that marijuana does not have that same sort of risk profile. I I have had this talk, especially with my, well, pretty much only with my stepson because he lived with us for you know a long period of time and his father is an alcoholic. My husband is an alcoholic mm-hmm. and- it's been bad, really, really bad. And when I stopped drinking and started consuming cannabis because, you know, I was no longer working a job where, you know, if I tested dirty, if I, you know, hurt myself or something, you know, that's what kept me from smoking, you know, most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So now that I'm no longer working and I can use cannabis freely, you know, I have had to, I've had my stepson sit down and I tell him, Hey, I'm using this for medical reasons. Um, you see, he, he, he doesn't even need an explanation about the alcohol. He sees it, you know, he sees mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his yep. dad look like a sloppy drunk and, and it hurts mm-hmm. him, you know, and, and he eventually left the, left the home. He wanted to go live with his mother because after, you know, his mom, was always on drugs. So now she's no longer on drugs. She's she, but she smokes cannabis. But the problem that I did have with him is he was never honest about it. Like his feelings, you know, like he would, he would say, Oh, my mom uses it and I wish she wouldn't. I don't want her to, it makes her like this and this. And then, you know, when I say, well, you know, it also helps, her anxiety and her depression and everything. And he goes, well, I know it helps you. And I'm like, no, it doesn't just help me. It also helps Mm -hmm. her as well. You know, but I think he was just trying to, you know, I think he felt some type of way about me as well, but just didn't want to express that to me, to my face, you know? So, but he definitely sees the impact of alcohol Mm -hmm. and now understands the difference, you know, because he's, he's consumed cannabis on his own time you know mm-hmm. not not with my permission but you know he's yeah. he's tried it and he's also tried alcohol mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. didn't go over well oh it never does oh it, never it was does. it was terrible I'm pretty sure i tried alcohol before <coughs> i ever tried weed because yeah we well it's more because it's more available yeah, we had alcohol everywhere in our house. We always had a friend's brother's cousin who sure. could get us neighbor some stuff for a party. Yeah. And um, so I think it's so funny that we all have these stories of alcohol, but weed and marijuana has been just it's the black sheep of, of all so frowned upon. A lot of a lot of fucking propaganda here. Have you had any experience, Diamond, talking to uh, your children about alcohol versus weed? Oh yeah. The same with Michelle, you know, and my kids are younger, so they've They've watched their dad get shit faced, come home drunk, eat everything in sight, 
and, and they just see how toxic it is, you know? So they've also seen me do that. Like my daughter's mm-hmm. held my hair back before and taking oh care God. of me while I've been hungover and throwing up. That's you know, traumatic for completely. them. It really is. It, it really, really is. is. And so, you know, I still have a drink here and there. I tried to cut vodka completely, but every now and then I do um, consume a drink if I'm under like a lot of pressure, like Mm -hmm. if my father-in-law is around because he doesn't know I smoke. He's the one person in this world that I hide my use from. Why? Why do you hide it from um, him? He's, he, for one, we live in the house that he purchased with his hard-earned money. We were, we inherited the home through his ex-wife. Yeah. However, he sees that, you know, automatically he, he doesn't like that. We gained, I don't know. He's, he, him and his son, they have a very um, distant, they're close, oh, but they're distant. Okay. They have a lot of unhealed trauma or things that they need to work through. But anyways, um, he can be very judgmental. Yeah, I was going to uh, say judgmental. He can, He's from Mexico and, and, you know, he worked really hard and he has multiple businesses. He's a very successful man and I respect him a lot. And that is the one reason that I, you know, hide it for the most part. I still get high as fuck when I'm around. <laughs> but I go hide. I go hide. He's the only person I hide from. Um, matter of fact, I was in his home at, in Rocky Point a couple of, a couple of weeks ago and I was... Um, I was smoking a bong on the balcony and I had my, I had my son recording me for content. Okay. My 18 year old son recording me. So I'm about to hit the bong and then I kind of look to the side and I realized the camera cause he has surveillances around the house. Oh God. Pointed right at me and I'm like, fuck, it's this bong. So maybe he'll think it was a straw, you know, like, I was oh, but I'm like this and, and he got the whole side profile of that. So uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he knows, but it's not something that I'm, was open with everybody else with he's the one person that I'm very on edge with it I just Mm -hmm. I don't want the judgment he's came to he's came to this home before and complained that there's dirty dishes in the sink oh gosh you know and um and and, you know I'm like for me I'm like hey I live in this home right and if I'm not feeling like doing the fucking dishes I ain't gonna do them period thank you so we had this huge argument. He was shit faced drunk because he's an alcoholic as well. Oh my god, I can't stand alcoholics that judge smokers. Yeah, uh, so um, it was a big fight in the kitchen here. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, he, I recognize that he purchased this home, so he's always gonna have that like oh, they're oh, living beautiful. in it. So he's gonna judge everything we're doing in sure. it. You know, if we have a party, if we do this, oh, if man. we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of who owns the house now it's it's he's (coughs) got it with his money so I respect that you know I I get it Um, and we're working on their relationship that's something that I'm always the middleman with well that's Um, that's amazing for dad and son because there's a lot of toxicity there um but it it, I think it also stems around the fact that they're both alcoholics you know what they both need yeah. A blunt therapy. <laughs> oh yeah, a blunt yeah. that would help. Therapy. <laughs> I think they need like a family uh, or a family type of therapist. Oh yeah, somebody and that can really session. go in as a third party and just be yeah. like, "You guys need to hear each other out." Yeah, wave yeah. through this shit. Because he's yeah. if you tell him one thing that he's wrong, he's like, "No, you." He's like, "Nope." 
that's not how it is yeah, yeah i know people people like that um Same. well guys i appreciate that and when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more about yeah. when we started uni- using cannabis and how we learned about it Okay, guys, so let's talk a little bit about what age we started using cannabis and how educated we were about the effects. I'm going to be the first to put my hands up and say I tried cannabis when I was underage and I got it. It was like some, it was some bad skunk, obviously. It always is that young. (laughs) <laughs> it was terrible and i didn't know anyone was trying it <laughs> i just did it with my friends and i didn't particularly like it i was i think i was 16 or 17 yeah 17 at the time and my mom's or my friend's mom actually came and talked to me and she was like hey nat you know i know that I like I saw you all summer get peer pressured into using so I just want you to understand you can use it if you want but know that marijuana is going to affect your memory your coordination mm-hmm. how you focus and any decisions you make when you're hanging around boys so if you want to maintain control and make decisions and be clear-headed while you're not under the influence I just want you to keep that in mind and I will never forget that bless her heart Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, she said the magic word to me, which is you, you won't have as much control as right. you do now. Mm-hmm. And that was really important to me. And I, I know uh, right now many teenagers are trying and using marijuana regularly. So when did you guys first try it and how educated were you were about it? Um, I remember I, I, I tried weed at 14 when it was, you know, finally offered to me. Um, but I've been around weed since, I guess, since I was born because my dad's very best friend grew, grows still to this day. Um, and I always remember the smell and I always, I I just remember him smoking really tiny joints and always seeing him like with a roach. I I always remember the roach (laughs) part. And I remember, I'm always yes. I always yes. remember that smell and and just loving it like seven, six, five years old. And I was just telling my dad about that because he's visiting from out of state. And I was just telling my dad about it last night, actually, that <laughs> that even in high school, in ninth grade, one of my teachers asked us, what are your three favorite smells? And my <laughs> was marijuana leather that's why parents hide it from their kids but that's why but i didn't ever i didn't ever touch it you know until until a friend you know offered it to me you know like like teenagers do but i never you know tried to sneak any of that or or Mm -hmm. ask any Mm -hmm. questions i knew what it i didn't know what it was but i knew it was not a cigarette and i knew it was something yeah but yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, I've like always been around it and I didn't really become a habitual user until, you know, just recently when it became legal. Like I remember I definitely smoked in my twenties and stuff, but I was, I'm bipolar and I was unmedicated. So it would affect me very, very negatively now mm-hmm. I use it as complementary medicine and it just enhances 
all the good things, not the bad things. So, but back then it made me very depressed. It made me paranoid. I was, you know, I used to overanalyze like the people in the room, like thinking that they were always talking about me or, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I just didn't enjoy it as much because there was that stigma attached because it wasn't legal. You know, you had to like go, you know, find the plug in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and, you know, $5 and you get a blunt, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it, it's so much <laughs> different now. It's a lot different. I feel so much more comfortable. I, you know, sit in my backyard and, and smoke and, you know, there's a cop that used to live across the way. I don't care. You know, it, you're like, hi. Much different. hi. <laughs> I, would him, I would be out. I would be outside on TikTok live. And we, he'd leave for work and I'm like working my bong on live and I'd be like, peace, police, have a good day. And everyone would say it, peace, police. That was like our thing on, on TikTok live. But, you know, when the elections were happening, you know, I know things were kind of iffy out there. So I would always wish him a good day, but I'm ripping my bong at the same time. And yeah. hey, yeah. <laughs> you can't do nothing. But I used to be scared of the cops. Now oh, yeah, no. absolutely. And Diamond, I I read a weird fact that said the teenage marijuana use is at its highest level ever in 30 years. Really? But, that but, but the teens are more likely to use marijuana than they are tobacco. When when did you first try it? Um, I was, a, I think I was 14. I, I want to say I was in, se- what grade, what, how old are you in seventh grade? You are 12, 12 or 13. 12 or 13. <laughs> I was 13 then. Okay. Uh, my friend Crystal had me at her house. They had roaches there because her brother smoked. I thought you meant cockroaches, girl. <laughs> weed roaches. Um, and she pulled out a roach and she's like, do you want to try it? I don't remember the exact words, but I was down because I was oh, down yes. for everything at that age. <laughs> I was a very wild child. Me too. Um, but... I tried it and then I remember just being in her room and feeling funny and then I started crying. Oh no! It was just so intense, you know, and I didn't know what was happening to my body because I was feeling all of these things. Um, But after that, I didn't really smoke normally until I became a mom. Once I had my oldest, I think I was 18, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends would always go in on a sack and we, we'd roll blunts and we'd smoke. But I felt really guilty at that yes, time. Like, me too. Uh, guilt yeah. would kick in because I was a mom. Um, and I would, I would be super high, you know, and then go around my kid. Not high, but elevated and go around my kid. And then all those emotions and feelings are just so much more intense. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because you're medicated. So, or well, not at the time. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I, I feel you. Like. Yeah, no, I, I, I have a question for you guys because we, we've all kind of touched on it. Did we all try cigarettes before we tried marijuana when we were younger? Yes. I did. My my best friend at the time, her grandmother smoked Virginia Slims, so she snuck one one time and we <laughs> walked so far away. We walked <laughs> way far away to try it. I remember by the time we got to our destination, it was nighttime. <laughs> we got, we're like two 13-year-olds, maybe even 12. No, we were 13. I think we were in seventh grade. And good old seventh grade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're out there smoking a cigarette. It was so disgusting. 
I didn't yeah, know. I, I was I was smoking cigarettes more than anything at that age, seventh and eighth grade. I was. Oh God, I would fiend for cigarettes. My parents were were like chain smokers growing up, and so it kind of had the opposite effect on me. I hate cigarettes. I hate the smell of cigarettes. Um, mm-hmm. And just living in the house with them, I was like, oh, I'm never gonna do this. It tastes. It smells I, terrible. I, I smoked that. cigarettes for several years like off and on i would quit and then start and quit and start and i finally picked up vaping when that became a thing Mm -hmm. and then i couldn't breathe well i mean i smoke a lot of weed but i mean like on top of that the vaping and Mm -hmm. you know the off and on cigarette just really really messed up my lungs and so i i finally put it down i still have my vape stuff in a cookie jar on my, on my kitchen counter that I need to dump because, you know, there's always that chance that I could be like, "Mm, one puff. No, I would never, but I'm, I'm totally over it. I just like cigarettes a lot now. Yeah. The smell, I can't even. Yeah. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. I use Chant, I use Chantix at one and what, at one time and to get off. Oh yeah. To get off smoking. Yeah. I, I was reading that there's a research team that has been studying 18-year-olds uh, all the way into their 40s. So this, this research has been going on for about 30 or 40 years now. And they found that persistent uh, marijuana use, it's so far, and this isn't the only study that shows this, obviously linked with a decline in IQ mm-hmm. for people who are using the drug in three or more ways of the study. They kind of tested it and found out that there's a drop in neuropsychological functioning that's equivalent to losing six IQ points. That's kind of the same thing you'll see if you're exposed to lead. And <sighs> This is all this is all because um you know they've been following people since they were 18 and so this is they found at least until you're about 21 22 the neuroscientists who are running the study believe that the brain is still under construction. Yes, absolutely. That, I know, you know I've heard that, heard that. Mm-hmm. and that's what that's the one thing that I told my kids if you are going to use by all means do, do what you do, but can you please wait until your brain is, I mean, that is why there is an age limit mm-hmm. because they know that and it's real and it, I, I know cause I was one of them and I know I have probably six less IQ points <laughs> or more <laughs> and it just progressively gets worse, <laughs> but I, I, I absolutely know that to be true. And, and I, you know, I believe the studies and that's what I've always said to my kids. And that's the only thing I can, I can say, I, I, it's not bad. I mean, it's, it's not bad. So it's not that it's bad, but that's, that's, there is studies that that it does, you know, make a difference in the brain development. Yes. Yeah. And it, and it even, there's a difference if you wait from 18 to 21, just those, those few years. Yeah. Yeah. there and it's the most like important part of your brain, you know. Like I think it's the the front, the, the frontal. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know all the scientific terms, but that's the part that's like really, you know, um, your mental health. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. a lot of stuff for your mental health is right there in that area. So that you know, 
Oh yeah. Affects depression and anxiety and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to see my kids struggle like I did like that, you know? So, yeah. but yeah. you know, too late. <laughs> They're already doing it. So. <laughs> yeah. It's the frontal cortex that gets affected That's right. by okay, this. Yeah, um, they, they think that adolescents are uniquely susceptible to lasting damage. I know we have some underage listeners here, so I hope you stoner lights are paying attention, future stoner lights and understand that the frontal cortex is what's being affected. This is the region that has to do with the planning, your judgment, your decision-making. And just like Michelle said, your personality can definitely mm. affect your personality from the study that i've read it's it comes in depression or like anger lack of motivation um, so mm-hmm, lack of motivation this emotional okay. regulation all of this is is affected by this because these are the last areas to fully develop in all of our brains right mm-hmm. so guys we're gonna role play now <laughs> we're gonna role play with um because i think peer pressure is still a thing and especially with social media it's so much more subtle it's not what we grew up with, which are people cornering you on the side of the school being like, hey, kid, want some drugs? I literally, <laughs> I literally had had an, an older person in my life very much peer pressure me to the point where she was going to blackmail me if I did not do drugs. Wow. So wow. that is a real fucking thing. Sorry for the F wow. word, but that is a real thing. And I never would have thought, you know, cause I've, I, I would never walk up to, Hey, you need to try this. Yeah. If you don't try this, I'm going to do this, this, this. I, I mean, so what, weird. wouldn't you want to keep your drugs for yourself? I know. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it must not be my weed. So I'm not going to be like, yeah. Hey, try this. Try this. That was, that don't was always it. my excuse as a kid when people would offer me drugs because I, it took a long time for me to try drugs. It wasn't even that I was a goody good, you know, I wasn't, anything like that. I was a bad girl. I just, I wasn't that bad girl. I was like, skip school, go to the beach. I wasn't always do drugs, but my friends really liked it. And so, um, peer pressure is a real thing. Your kids are going to experience it. Even if you think they're not, it's probably going to be from friends that they trust and that's, what's going to get them. And so, mom, how do I answer if I'm tempted? What should I do mom? If I'm tempted and being pressured to take drugs? Not do it. I mean, the one thing that I mentioned to my kids is um, you might see me smoking at home, but if you go out and somebody offers you something, they can have it laced with cocaine, with pills, with crazy shit, crazy shit, period. And even drinks, you know, they can drug you. So, you know, just be really cautious about what you're doing, don't consume anything that somebody's giving you. And go with and your butt. if you want to try something, come to mom. Like yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you no, know, go always always go with your gut too. I mean yeah. if it if it doesn't feel good, then you don't have to do it. You know, if yeah. it I mean I like that. I, I wish was- I wish somebody would have had that kind of talk with me, you know, like with that situation that I that I just mentioned. You know, mm-hmm. I I had no idea what I was getting myself into and I could have turned into a whole ass addict. Me too. It wasn't weed, you know, it was I've... something else. So, I mean, it was, that was a really, really sketchy ass situation. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and it didn't feel good. It didn't feel like, oh yeah, I'll try it. You know, it, w- it wasn't that type of situation, you know, mm-hmm. and I had absolutely no idea what I was, what I was 
doing or getting myself into. And, yeah. you know, it didn't feel good. I wish I could have gone with my gut in, in that situation. And, you know, but if it would have been any type of, you know, just a random offer, I would have been like, hell no, what the hell? Like my friend went out of town just recently and was offered cocaine. And I am like, are you okay? Do you need me to, oh, yeah. you need me to, <laughs> are you all right? You know, like I'm a 42 year old woman and I'm still <laughs> tripping out. I used to sell crack, bro. Like, I mean, and I'm scared of cocaine. So that's, it still exists even for adults. Like they offered her, offered it to her for, you know, like several times until she was like, no, you know, like mm-hmm. fuck off, leave me alone. Yeah. So yeah. It, that's a really hard conversation to, to really have because it, it continues all throughout your life. That's Just, why I was always open about me trying all the drugs that I tried so young with my kids. Like mm-hmm. I let them know, like I tried glass out of a light bulb like that's where it went at a very young age before I had them and you know I was just on a horrible path and and then I got Mm -hmm. pregnant and it pretty much saved me I feel same yeah me too um because I was trying coke glass ecstasy I was doing whippets um I was doing anything literally anything I could get my hands on and it's sad to say it, but since we're on the topic of kids and drugs, like I need to bring, be honest with that. Like, and that's, that's how I was with my kids. And so they were always really scared of it, especially Mm -hmm. because my mom had um, a drug addiction as well growing, you know, in her late thirties. That's why a part of the reason why she didn't raise me. Um, So yeah, it's always something I was open with them. And I think that's, helped them not be intrigued by those things. Yeah. Because I was yeah. explained to them what it was. Because nobody told me about these things. Nobody told me to be oh, beware of those things. Besides yeah. the D.A.R.E. program. But, you know. <laughs> like, like, program. like, nobody was <laughs> honest with me. And I knew my mom was out there doing stuff. So I was like, well, I, you know, and I had no connection to her. So I think maybe that might have had something to do with yeah. it. I didn't have my dad either. He was in prison my whole life. Oh my well, gosh. My whole like teenage years so I was 14. Um, so yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get That's that. Why it's like good to be open with the kids and Yeah, I my stepson has always been around like meth use and pill use, you know, his mom, his biological mom, and also his dad. Um so so you know, we've, I've always tried to discuss those things with him, like, you know, asking him how he feels about it. And he's always had like a negative attitude towards him because I mean, it destroyed Mm. a lot of things in his life, but I just don't feel 100% that he won't go towards that lifestyle. Eventually I can only hope, but out of the three kids, I see that he has that possibility in his future, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 But, you know. The best thing to do is just let him know he's loved and. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, we, we, we discuss it, you know, and I, I tell him, you know, you, you've seen how it's fucked up a lot. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but like I said, he had the, he had the negative you know, opinion about weed too. And then, and the alcohol, like, you know, like I said, he, he tried alcohol in, mm-hmm. in our home 
and he's, you know, he sees his dad as an alcoholic. And I just don't understand why. I don't understand if you see that type of, you know, Mm-hmm. that situation why I don't I don't understand why you would want to try it we were just talking about why people do drugs I just I still don't oh, get yeah. it I still yeah. don't get I, it I think it's also it's, it's <clears throat> one of those infallible thoughts where you're like that won't happen to me right so- and that's that's where I'm like if you know if you pick up heroin there is a 95% chance your ass is going to be addicted so why even touch it but they do. And it, it just goes from there. And it's just so sad. I want to understand that, that mentality though. You know, that's the one thing, that. that was the one thing I was always afraid to try. Luckily it was never in front of me. Cause I don't know if I would have. See, but the, now, I, I, now I, like people have offered me Coke and, and think, and I'm just like, no, mm-mm. it just, it totally just like, yeah, it's a different, I just look at it all differently now. Yeah, well, we're older. Where I wanted everything I could take, and now I'm like scared of anything. Yeah, we're older. We're wiser. More conscious. Yeah, and then we see addiction literally all around us. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for for me, I I'm a I've always been a hippie kid. So the psychedelics always got me. Before I ever tried weed, I had already tried shrooms, and so. But my parents were also very hippie dippy, and they told me, oh, we've tried acid, we've tried this, we've tried this, and they told me all the things they tried, and it didn't have the effect of like, Mm-mm-mm. but for weed, they wouldn't tell me this, and so, so I thought it was so strange that they were going to tell me all of these other things, but but not about weed. Um, it's so weird. I don't get that. How old were you when so you weird. tried shrooms? I was 16 when I tried shrooms. Um, okay. And I kind of, this was one of those things where like I tried it and I was like, okay, that's what it's about. Did you have I'm not a sure good, me. did you have a good experience or, or no? I, even now, you know, I'm a grown ass woman and even now shrooms are not my go-to. I don't, I always get like sick on shrooms. Like I always, my stomach always feels bad. Oh, yeah. So, um, but I love psychedelics and for me without going full psychedelics, that's what cannabis is because you can dose in such a way. Right. Where you get the effects, you get enough effects. You don't get over affected. And I, I want to try mushrooms again. Mm-hmm. I've done them in the past and not, you know, had like just just a, a small amount. But um, I definitely want to do them again. But my antipsychotic said no. Mm-hmm. I've tried it and I get nothing, yeah. nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, I've yeah. I've heard when when you take um if you've taken antidepressants or. Um, certain meds like yeah. psychedelics it's not won't even affect your no, brain. No, no, no. And it's all the serotonin and stuff that's in there as yeah. well. So I have a little bit of a background in um, child development and stuff. And <laughs> I think it's important that if you're listening, if you're a parent or if you're a child, you should understand that just because kids don't come to you about these things doesn't mean they're not tempted by them. Okay. A lot of kids and teens they act really unconcerned they're not communicative they are really just uncertain on how to talk to their parents and their peers not because they don't want your advice but because they just don't know how you're going to react yeah so we had a thing because like i said my parents were very open about alcohol and teenage drinking but not weed which is so crazy they would let me know that if I was at a party or a friend's house and alcohol was there and I didn't want to consume it or be around it, that I could call them and be picked up. It didn't matter what time, what didn't matter what day, 
Um, they just wanted me to know that I could feel safe in expressing myself and kind of expect them to be there for me. Do you guys, have you guys had that kind of, um, arrangement with your children? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, my, my, my stepson is not the go out type. So I never really, Mm -hmm. you know, had to have that conversation really, you know, like, and anything that he tried, he usually tried it at home in his room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was yeah. there, you know, I, <laughs> and, and because I was aware of what was going on, I, I could, you know, he didn't know I knew, but I knew, <laughs> but, yeah. um, my oldest, you know, my, my, my son, he, he used to go to a lot of parties and hang out with kids and he would tell me, you know, they were drinking, they were doing this. And, you know, I'm just like, okay, well, you know, you know that you can always call me, you can call grandma, you can call Courtney, my sister, you know, someone will come get you. But he, he was usually the type that was there to help his friends. You know, he, you know, like hold their hair back with diamond, <laughs> you know, and, and like yeah. clean up the, clean up the throw up. So I never really worried about him, you know, getting into those types of situations. He's a really, really, strong-willed, you know, outspoken type of person. And Mm -hmm. he's not afraid to say no. And he, he's not affected necessarily by the peer pressure. My stepson, totally opposite, but you know, like I said, I, there's, there's some things I I just don't know how to deal with, with him. Hi kitty. Mm -hmm. So diamond, if you found out that your child was using under age how would you suggest parents approach this if your child comes to you or you find out because that's what usually happens you'll find out your child is using cannabis and they're underage how do you think you should approach this how would you approach this I mean it just depends like which child it is for me (laughs) (laughs) well because I know my oldest son if he was trying it he'd be doing it consciously um but if my daughter was to be trying it and and I found out I'd probably I don't know I just don't even know how I would react because it's never happened Mm -hmm. um but it would be hard for me to be angry at her or upset okay okay because I tried things, you know, at a very young age, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but for me and my kids were so open with each other. So, cause I know how it is like to not have somebody you can go and talk to. Like my grandma Rose, you guys know my grandma Rose. Yeah. She raised me yeah. from, um, at, from eight years old till I got pregnant. And, um, that's why I was so wild because she was so conservative, very strict. Oh, sure. Um, so I was wild child. You know, and that's why I've always been so open with my kids. And so because and also because we grew up together, like yep. we're only 18 mm-hmm. years apart for my son. And so um, we've kind of grown together. So I'm learning with them. I wasn't given yeah. a book. I was, you know, I just became a mama and it came naturally. Mm-hmm. And then the rest kind of just all fell into place. Um, but I feel like if I if my kids were to come to me and be like, mom, I want to try this. Um, you know, it just depends on the age. Uh, cause 
And the reasons. My, my kids, my younger kids, they're too young, obviously. But my older son, if he came to me and was like, Mom, I would like to try this, I'd prefer him do it with mom at home than go out with friends because of the fact that we don't know what they're consuming, exactly. where they're getting it yeah. from, if it's legit, or even good weed. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, Michelle, what do you wish you had known about cannabis when you were younger? What do you, what's something that you wish you had known um, when you were younger about cannabis that maybe some young people listening would benefit from knowing as well? The strains. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I, I wish I would have known that it affects the frontal cortex. I absolutely mm-hmm. wish I would have known. I mean, I guess I should have considered it, but I just had no, you know, no absolute idea. We didn't have Google back then, you know, Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. and then we were, you know, kind of left to our own devices. And if you didn't have a parent that talked to you about those things, you absolutely didn't know that. And then in dare, they just tell you, just say no, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, why not? You know, why not? And so there's, I just wish there was more information at that time but now you know oh yeah 2021 there's tons of information so the kids are not lacking in that area you know there's all the information that you could possibly need they don't care though (laughs) they don't care they don't care care. and whenever you discuss a different or difficult topic with your child i think the best place to begin with them is facts and information if you are just want to get it across from them because they can't argue oh, yeah. with you and so yeah. doing that computer search with your child or your teen to explore what cannabis is and its effects on the body is a good place to start i know there's some great google images that will gross enough teenagers out where they're like nah no thanks and so <laughs> yeah i i think it's important that we uncover the facts and show them how the chemicals in marijuana can affect their body like you said michelle the developing brain of a teen mm-hmm. or preteen their judgment their sleep and their overall health and well-being and right you know especially when especially when you're dealing with children that already have mental health issues or personality Mm -hmm. personality disorders my stepson has um antisocial personality disorder which when he turns 18 he could be you know labeled a a sociopath you know Mm -hmm. so um I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing for him or a bad thing, but my biggest issue was always the lying with him. It was never an honest conversation. If it would have been an honest conversation, our, our, you know, back and forth would have been a lot different. Like, you know, he snuck out and went and got high with this kid that, he talks mad shit about, you know, like this guy's a bad guy. I don't want to hang out with him. And then he goes and sneaks out and, you know, so I slapped him upside the head because I'm just like, <laughs> no, this is not how we're doing this. This is not how we're doing this. And he stole weed from his mom, you know? So, oh, I mean, yeah. let's, we're, we're off, you know, starting off on the wrong foot here. This mm-hmm. is not how this works. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're not, mm-hmm. we're not going there. So, and I told him, I said, I said, if you ever, you know, put your hands on my stash and it's not because, you know, I don't want you to shorten no. my stash. I, no, no it, it just doesn't work like that. So yeah, yeah. It, I think our convert, a lot of our conversations were in anger, you know, and like mm-hmm. just, 
what's going on here? You know, why, why is this turning? Why is this going this way? I'm a, I'm a cannabis user. Everyone knows it. I'm the best person to come to. Why are you not coming to me about this? You know, so some kids just don't know how to have that conversation with, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. even if they have that, that person Mm -hmm. that they can talk to. Yeah. And And that's why it's important to, if you are going to, you should approach your kid. Don't wait for your kids. Well, and I have, that's the thing though. It was always a lie. It was, Oh no, I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. want, I don't want to use it. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's just always that. And so I never got an honest, we could never have an honest conversation about it because it didn't start out that way. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because it could have been so much different. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if you can, you know, approach your uh, approach your child about this topic and don't come from anger because that might prevent them from really listening right. to your concerns. But, you know, like alcohol, tell your child that marijuana is a mind altering substance. It can have a lot of negative consequences for all people, but mm-hmm. especially for young people because they're still developing physically and emotionally. And with that, guys, we are going to get into Munchie of the Week. <laughs> Michelle, I heard that you might have a Munchie of the Week. I told you, I was I'm a Munchie of the Week. I need to hear this Munchie we of the Week. We canceled Costco the other day and got Sam's mm-hmm. Club. And Ooh. I found these Nature Valley Crispy Creamy Wafer Bars. Crispy, Let me turn on my camera for you. Oh my okay, gosh. Yeah. These things are delicious. Look like. They're, oh it's like candy, but it's not. It has a little bit of chocolate, but just Ooh. enough not to be like overwhelming. And oh, okay. I'm a sweet lover, but it, my taste buds are changing. So sometimes things are just too sweet. And this mm-hmm. is perfect. And I'm so, I'm so happy with my purchase. <laughs> Are, is there peanut butter in that? Yes. Is that what I saw? Peanut butter. Yes. Peanut butter and it has like a <laughs> granola on top. It's so good. Lovely, <laughs> it's like lovely. healthier candy. I, it's not healthy, but you know. <laughs> it feels we'll like it. Diamond, like, do you like bars like this? These these kind of like granola bars as well? Yeah, I like. And if it's soft, yeah. But I like the wafers. Yeah, I love wafers. Ooh, so I've never seen the wafers in it. The munchie I have of the week is from spicy sassy dulces it's it's gushers covered in like yes. chamoy oh, and tahini oh i almost Ooh. brought my my uh tahine covered pineapple for the munchie of the week i, I was torn <laughs> i've already people. bought in i've already purchased four bags from her um <laughs> I to try those and uh i you can have all the ingredients let me tell you you can have all the ingredients <laughs> But it does not mean that you're going to be able to make it. There's a process. There's a hitting. Because I have tried. Okay. She literally has some of the ingredients on the bag. I didn't try her ingredients. I tried my own, like, tahin and chamoy, obviously. But Mm -hmm. it just didn't work. It was slimy. It was too much. Maybe she. Yeah, I'm sure she has a process. And maybe she was lecithin to to make it, like, stick. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but very little. Yeah, just buy, just buy hers. <laughs> yeah, no, I know they're they're so good. So I've already bought in four bags, um, and mm-hmm. they're amazing. Nice. I she love puts work into them. Yeah. 
<laughs> love, great love. munchies. So, guys, we're just going to wrap up with our new segment of Florida Man. <laughs> a real Florida Man headline. And I just. Are we talking about like Brian Laundry? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, oh this is just a Florida man, and it sounded like something that a teen would do, and so that's why I was like, this one. So the headline is, Florida man tries to trade back vehicle he stole. I don't know if you guys saw this story going around, but a Florida man tried to trade in a vehicle from the same dealership that he stole it from. What? Um, they, they, they got through the whole process, but when they checked the VIN number, that's when they found the vehicle was stolen. I, I like that this dealership didn't know that this exact car had been missing and then got, was about to be traded in. Mm-hmm. But he was, he was captured on cam. He was, he was captured on cam. He got idiot. arrested for theft of motor vehicle and criminal mischief. I love whenever anyone tags on criminal mischief. I feel like all... All crimes that come from dumb absolutely criminals. criminal mischief. <laughs> <laughs> criminal mischief. That's just a given. <laughs> oh my god! Um, it was it, go it Florida. Was a Chrysler Dodge Jeep. So I don't know. I feel like that's not worth stealing. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I wasn't. It is say. Florida, though. I mean, so a forever. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he's obviously he did not get the value he was hoping to get for that vehicle. Why would you take it to the same? That is stupid. That's the part I don't understand. Like, take it anywhere else, but not the same place you janked it from. Go Florida. That's stupid. Well... (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for for being on the show. Um, Karen, can you tell people where they can find you on the web? I know you're breaking away from Karen for twenty, so Michelle, no, I mean, it's wherever it is what it is. My five hundred views of video. Um, I'm on TikTok, <laughs> Karen two underscores four twenty. Um, I did get banned for a second, and so I did create Karen two underscores seven ten. <laughs> because i am moving over to dobs <laughs> but, um, uh, i'm on instagram which i appreciate a lot more which is karen 420 spelled out so um there i am what about you diamond i am on instagram token.mama and then i have a cannabis clothing um shop as well and that is mm-hmm. token mama tees and things with the N. Um, but if you go to my token.mama page, you can just find it on the link on the bio description. Her stuff like is that. dope. And it's I know we've bigger and we've better. Got some, Thank you yeah, so much. We've got some shirts. I didn't wear mine today, but I was like, I want to, I, was, I just wore, I was wearing it for jammies. So, like, you I wore it the other day. I saw you. I, mm-hmm. I just was wearing it the other day. It's like one of my favorite shirts. So I'm definitely going to get more. Um, and guys, you know where you can find us on the web. We live, breathe, and puff, puff, pass on Instagram at stoned in social, like rock and roll. Send us pics of your memes, your weed, your munchies, or any Florida man stuff that you think we will like because we're enjoying what you're sending us. And don't forget, we're going to be here at a new time, Wednesday, 420 Eastern Standard Time. We will see you at the same place right here next week don't forget namaste stoned bye guys bye